The Halo Battle Royale mode has reportedly been cancelled after rumors about an engine switch for the next Halo to coincide with this Battle Royale. I have to say I'm disappointed if this actually turns out to be true, but there could be good that comes from this. For a long time, the mode or the game was dismissed as not real, but as time went on, it was clear that something was being worked on and built by certain Infinity. So what does this mean for the future of the Halo franchise? A current topic of debate is whether or not the franchise needs to be rebooted and a battle royale certainly could have helped with that but many see the BR marketplace as just being too oversaturated and we now have updates indicating that this may not actually be cancelled they have just heard that it's been cancelled and I have a theory about what might actually be going on with the game now I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video so you don't have to go searching for it it's a longer video because it is a live stream so if you like that kind of content be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss my shows Well, sadly, it is being reported from multiple outlets that Halo Battle Royale has been canceled. A project shrouded in mystery and being built by certain affinity has allegedly been shelved. This takes place after years of development that has happened in the wake of Halo Infinite being praised for its recent seasons and its content updates. I, for one, was looking forward to this more than the Factions game from The Last of Us, primarily because I thought Halo could bring something fresh to the BR market, and I thought the guns, the shield mechanics, maybe even co-op or PvE gameplay could have made for a great game. As I've said in the past, when I was anticipating Halo Infinite coming out and that I even thought they could bring a resurgence of arena shooters and maybe even be an eSport giant once again, I always said, listen, there's just something about Halo. And I was especially excited when Joseph Staten was involved in the project. So first, I want to talk about what's being reported. The rumors prior to this was that the Halo BR would be built in the Unreal Engine and help usher in a new engine version of Halo. This would have meant that Halo Infinite would see end of life, but a new Halo would emerge in a new engine, which I believe is desperately needed. Now, there are updates now indicating that they have only heard that it has been cancelled, and that may coincide with some theories that I have and some other things that we have heard about the game evolving. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Second, I want to look at the reactions to this announcement. I was kind of surprised how many folks just did not seem that upset by this, but there is certainly those like me that were hoping that it would finally come to market. Lastly, I will tell you what I think. While this does remind me of the faction situation with The Last of Us, I actually think this is different given the franchise's history with multiplayer. I actually think they could have pulled this off, and they still might have something in the works. I don't believe everything has been completely thrown into the bin. But let's talk about what has been reported. Now, according to Eurogamer, their article is titled, Halo Battle Royale Reportedly Cancelled After Years of work. So, where did this come from? Now, according to the article, they say the following. The mysterious, long-rumored Halo Battle Royale project from series co-developer Certain Affinity is no longer in development, a new report has claimed. Speaking on the Xbox Era podcast, Reliable Insider Special Nick said the game, codenamed Project Tatanka, had seemingly been cancelled. Now, Special Nick has accurately leaked things before in the past about Xbox. He's consistently maintained there is a Gears collection coming. And those rumors have heated up once again in anticipation of the Xbox Developer Direct on January the 18th. Now, for those who doubted the project's existence, more from Eurogamer. While officially unannounced by Microsoft itself, Certain Affinity had discussed the project publicly in broad terms several times and said in late 2022 that it had been in the works for more than two years, with nearly 100 people then working on it. 
So the real question about all of this is that Halo Infinite, what's going to happen with that game? Because other statements were made by certain Affinity about their relationship to Halo Infinite. They had the following to say. That mention of the project followed an earlier promise by certain Affinity that it was deepening its relationship with the Halo series core developer 343 Industries and that it had been, quote, entrusted with further evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways. Now, the reason this quote is significant is that they didn't just say Halo. They said that they would be evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways. Are those plans still in play? Is something else in store for the future of Halo? It also seems as though the project may have changed over time. One last thing from Eurogamer on that. They said that the project was later discussed in a Bloomberg report on the future of 343 Industries, which stated that Tatanka had begun as a battle royale, but may evolve in different directions. Okay, so this doesn't surprise me as trying to launch a mode as a full game or even just trying to launch a battle royale right now is pretty daunting in 2024 and the future. Live service games have a lot of skepticism and a lot of scrutiny aimed at them right now. And just this morning, Eurogamer updated the article with the following. They said the following. They said, to clarify, Nick and fellow host John Clark state that they have both been contacted about the project being canceled, independent of YouTuber Colt Eastwood also saying he has heard the game is canceled though the pair don't seem to know for certain so now they're basically saying listen we heard this but we're not certain that this is happening that this is being canceled so i'll give you my theory in just a moment on why people are hearing it's been canceled but they're not really sure what the status of it is or if it's just been completely shelved now what's the reaction been to this well the first reaction that i'm seeing is basically people saying we don't need another battle royale this is a good decision right i'm seeing people basically say that's fine right we we don't need this all right halo along with folks and fans of halo just do not seem interested in uh, a halo battle royale now that sort of feedback is potentially what led to this a lot of companies may have made decisions in 2019 based on the success of fortnite i've said that many times about the last of us online project or even lately i've said that about the justice league game they're basically looking at what happened in 2019 scoping out projects and now they're starting to make landfall or just get canceled altogether because the community the general public has really changed their tone with live service games and battle royales are very tough to break into it makes sense that many games are either just not landing or facing rough public perception purely due to the battle royale burnout or just the live service burnout if they were internally testing this or polling the public in any way they may have seen that this is a late to the party situation in the same way that I supported Naughty Dog not releasing The Last of Us Online I supported Dev saying listen this isn't going to work we are not going to launch it it is far better to do that than to just release it anyway so if they have determined internally that they are canceling the Halo Battle Royale I support that decision I don't think you should just launch something and then you know sully the brand sully the franchise make people feel like you were just doing a cash grab or something there's so many negatives that could come from just pushing the project out anyway now another response that i saw was on the more hopeful side people were saying oh it likely evolved into something else and it'll be used for a new halo game i actually can appreciate that outlook that's the outlook that's kind of part of my theory about this i myself hope they can salvage a lot from this project at the very least a halo and a new engine could have a lot of assets and tools already ready to go because of the work that they did on this but the language used by special nick was that the project had been canceled so why would you use that word that doesn't really line up with oh it's evolved into something else now more again more on that in a moment now 
in the past it was already reported that it was evolving so that's why i'm curious like did they look at this and say well no it's 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 not going to be made into anything else we we tried that and we're not doing that now we're just going to cancel the project altogether it seems like maybe something more final has happened now one bit of pushback that i'm seeing that i actually think is totally fair i'm seeing people say listen this game was never announced and that is certainly true but certain affinity had spoke broadly about the project in interviews but i do think it's fair to push back on the notion that this is the same as the last of us online being canceled the game mode for the last of us was removed from the last of us 2 and then the game was officially announced at a big gaming event and then there were cryptic tweets sent there were assurances made that it was still in development even after it seemed like the game was on ice i do not think the halo battle royale is the same as that at all it has largely been rumors and speculation along with confirmation that something was being built but without an official announcement i can't see these situations as being equal this is why i support canceling projects that aren't working and also i fully support having shorter marketing cycles you don't need to announce things so early it helps avoid the disappointment of having to announce a cancellation because that is something halo gets to dodge this time around they do not have to announce the project being canceled because it was never announced to begin with now related to this i'm seeing people say well keep that same energy right naughty dog was criticized pretty heavily for canceling factions 2 or the last of us online and folks want to see that same level of criticism brought to this situation again i just cannot agree with that in part i can because Halo is a multiplayer franchise, so it seems more disappointing that they couldn't pull this off, but it sort of makes sense that Naughty Dog stepped into a live service multiplayer world and they just weren't prepared for it. But I still think this is a very different situation when the game was never announced. It also shows that we just know too much as gamers now. Simple job postings, leaks, rumors, vague press releases, and then we're crushed when the game doesn't make it. I also think some companies are learning hard lessons. Stop announcing your games so early. The Halo Battle Royale gets to dodge that bullet. They get to dodge that complaint. They did not announce this game too early. They didn't get ahead of themselves like The Last of Us Online did. Or what about games like Beyond Good and Evil 2? Or other games that were announced four, five, and even six years ago? Now this news is also calling, I think it's causing a resurgence of a long-standing debate about Halo. People will say this. They'll say, well listen, it's time to reboot Halo. Right? I got a lot of grief and a lot of criticism over this opinion. I was told that they tried to take Halo in a new direction with Halo 5, which to me is a strange point to make, because it's crystal clear that Halo 5 was an embarrassing half measure, alright? It wasn't a reboot, it wasn't a significant jettison in gameplay style weapons or mechanics. It was this weird half measure that wanted to appeal to both old and new players. I'm of the opinion that id software should be brought in to help and consult or even build the next Halo. Give Halo the Doom treatment. And I don't mean make Halo like Doom, but honor the past while completely starting over. And I get it. Long-standing fans don't want that. But the next Halo, if it feels like just another Halo, it will appeal to the same shrinking core audience and everyone else will say, it feels like Halo, I'm not interested because people have pretty much made their mind up about the franchise by now. Now, the last thing I'm seeing that I very much agree with is devote those resources 
to the next Halo. Yes, I very much this. I would imagine after years of development, they have a lot that could be repurposed. And clearly the engine change is needed when 343 employees pushed for it, you know, discussed it internally, and they were even reportedly doing test builds in the Unreal Engine. And it could also be re-engineered, whatever certain affinity has built, to be part of the future of Halo multiplayer without the pressures of maintaining a battle royale keeping that player funnel full is something that other games are obviously seeing the challenges of so i think this was the right call right battle royales are very very tough if it's evolved into something else let me tell you my thoughts on what i think is really going on here first i've mentioned a few times but this reminds me of the last of us being canceled because i fully support canceling a project or a game if the devs don't think it will work but i also think a lot of studios are learning hard lessons about trend chasing Okay. Kill the Justice League is being criticized for trend chasing. The Last of Us Online was, according to my theory, I think it was a reaction to the explosion of Fortnite. Then it just makes sense to cancel rather than release and hope for the best. So the other thing I think is that if they're planning a Halo reboot or just a new Halo game, it could really benefit from this. Because I'm just going to say it again, there is just something about Halo. I think Xbox would be foolish to leave the game in the current state that it's in. I think it's great that Halo Infinite's improving. Improving, adding, getting player feedback. That's all great, but I can't see Halo Infinite ever having the bounce back that it needs. However, I do think they can use it for really good player behavior analysis and feedback. You can use that to help the next game. I think a lot of games like Division 2 and even Halo Infinite, they can benefit from continued support and updating and new content in the existing game it's like having player feedback throughout your development of whatever you're building next i honestly think the lesson here is that studios need to be really paying attention to player behavior and feedback in other games because some of them may have seen where the br bubble was headed and it could have helped change course which is sort of what i think happened here perhaps that's why some people reported that the game had evolved away from being a battle royale my theory is that that's why it's being reported that the battle royale has been canceled i think that's true right there's no there's no halo battle royale coming i think something else is coming i think they decided that this isn't going to work but we've benefited a lot we've learned a lot we've built a lot let's use what we have let's evolve it into something else so i i believe we might be getting a false positive here hearing that like oh it's been canceled, but I do think certain affinity is likely still working on something and something will come from them and 343 both or separately. The last thing I want to say is battle royales are very saturated. I still think Halo could have brought something fresh to it, but the concern was likely twofold. Number one, getting new players would be tough since so many battle royale fans already have a home game and non-battle royale players would be less likely to try another one. So the funnel of potential new players would be tough to coax over the fence. The second thing that would be hard about it is the Halo loyal were very skeptical about a Halo battle royale. So from both sides, I think the game may have struggled to win the public's heart so while it is disappointing that it got cancelled it's probably for the best but that's just what I think what do you think so let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions here there are two things that happen in the gaming world that are both disappointing but I think typically a good choice there are game delays and there are cancelling games game delays are pretty common and I think they're a bit easier to stomach since you know that the game will eventually come out 
but canceling games is harder to accept because we will never know what could have been. The response to The Last of Us Online getting The Last of Us Online getting canceled was a lot of anger hurled at Bungie as well as Naughty Dog. But the truth is it's better for the devs, it's better for the community to pull the plug rather than press on. So, even though the Halo Battle Royale wasn't officially announced, a lot of us were looking forward to it. But I support the decision to cancel it if they determined it was not a viable project. The second thing is, the silver lining here is that a dev familiar with the Halo property is now freed up to work on something else. Maybe the next Halo will get some modes or just good engine work from this. Maybe there's tools and things they can hand to 343 that will aid them in building the next game. Destiny had its best days when they had other studios helping them, High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions. I would think, after all that has happened with Halo Infinite, 343 could certainly use the help. My conclusion is this. I hope Xbox sees the potential of the Halo brand and gives this game a proper second go. I've said it many times. I've even said it a few times today. There's just something about Halo. And honestly, considering the longevity of the brand, a Battle Royale might have been a bridge too far. Not just because the Battle Royale market is saturated, but it may have been an evolutionary step that they just could not afford to take and could not afford to sustain. So for now, the future of Halo remains a bit of a question mark. Do they press on with Halo Infinite? And if so, for how long? Do they reboot the series? Or do they just make a sequel? Well, we'll find out eventually, but those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. Make sure you're going through the daily ritual. Smash the like button. I don't know why I can't get rid of this this pinned comment. I was being goofy and I... Here we go. Unpin message. There we go. I had to unhide him on the channel and then unpin. (laughs) Well, okay. That was fun. But I had somebody in chat this morning saying... Yeah, this guy's just going to bash on Xbox and say this is terrible and Xbox is dead. And it's like, no, this is actually a good decision. I think this is the right call. I don't think that Halo should be stepping into the Battle Royale market. I think we're learning that live service is a challenge. I think if they determined it's not a viable project, we need to trust the developers. I said the same thing when it happened to The Last of Us Online. It's like, listen, it's better for them to say, no, this isn't going to work. Stop. Instead of just shoving it out, right? You know, I, I just I fully support their decision and any other dev that says we've we've made the decision that this can't come out. Yo, Henry Heck, welcome back and thanks for doing a VIP. And Han shot first, and so did you. First gifted member of the day. Thank you so so much for doing that. DK Beggar. You guys can send a loud and clear message to the world that we're just gonna keep doing what we do here. Gifting members, smashing like, and growing the community. Uh and doing our job basically (laughs) that's why uh they'll just evolve halo infinite over time you think that's the goal i have a sneaking suspicion that halo infinite is just a better i i think it serves better as a testing ground than to than to like try to take it the distance i think they could spend another year or two doing seasons doing updates, doing content in Halo Infinite, and just studying player behavior. I think that's a better use of time than thinking, well, we can get Halo Infinite to some better place. I just, I feel like that ship has sailed. You've got a loyal base. Like, you can benefit from having a loyal fan base, but I don't think you're going to turn Infinite around. 
I think you do what, well, we thought they were doing this with Division 2. They were using Division 1 to sort of, you know, basically study and learn and then build the next game. That's what I think they should be doing. I think they should be using Halo Infinite to study the player base and the player behavior and the player response. And then that can inform the, the next game that they build. Because I do think the next game does need to be in a new engine. I don't think the Slipspace engine has a future in the Halo franchise. It just, from everything we've heard, learned, and seen, it just, it's not agile enough. If you want your game to have any semblance of ongoing nature or even the, the, the most remotest sense of live service, you need a far more agile engine. And this just doesn't seem like the engine for, for the job. Which is a shame because they did a good job like the game feels good to play i mean we played it a bunch when it first came out here on the channel we did a bunch of community game nights with it and i just think the guns and the movement do feel really good um halo battle royale would be so cool great idea wrong timeline i saw a lot of people saying that they were basically saying like this could have been great you were just kind of late to the party right during the explosion of hey uh, i'm sorry during the explosion of fortnite had they hit the ground with this in like 2019 or 2020 well then i think it might have had a shot because it would have been like it, i don't think the market would have been as settled as it is right now i think the battle royale market's very tough to enter because you have a lot of people that have you know settled where they want to play most of the time hey somebody ordered some coffee thank you so much uh somebody with the first name starting with the letter d ordered five bags of dark roast thank you so so much for doing that i appreciate you very very much and then let's get that off there if you guys have never tried our coffee before it is uh, low acidity or balanced acidity you can go to reforgeroast.com can we get 100 likes we actually have 100 likes if it's not showing you the 100 likes it's probably because the the front end of youtube is still being really really weird you have to like refresh and it'll show you the new like count even if it launched with the Series X and S, uh, it would have thrived. It's too late now. Oh, wait, you're saying it would have thrived if it launched with the X? Or you're just saying it wouldn't have? Discord? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, make sure you check out the Game Pass lineup coming up, man. That Brotato game is so, so fun. Such a fun little game. If you like Vampire Survivors, you definitely need to check out Brotato. It's going to be on Game Pass, um, the next their next update. The next update coming to Game Pass. They updated the old engine, but it still has the same bug issues. That was me. I put Silent Warrior in the public name. I know. I've got to use the back end, but I'm always afraid to open up the back end because I don't want to accidentally have anybody's information showing. So. Parasitas is with the support structure that Microsoft has built and bought now. What are the chances we see Activision Blizzard or similar get handed the ball? I mean, there. I believe that there is certainly room for some of the other studios to step in. Like, we're hearing rumors that a bunch of studios worked on Indiana Jones, but we're not, we're not seeing that corroborated by anybody else. It was claimed by, like, one person, and when he was pressed on it on Twitter, he didn't really respond all that well. It seemed like he got kind of mad and, like, just started blocking people. So, I don't know if that's true about Indiana Jones, but I do know that a lot of companies do that. I know Destiny's best days were when they had two other studios helping them. It wasn't just Bungie. It was High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions. So I would 100% be in support of 
certain affinity in 343 building the next Halo together. They could benefit from whatever certain affinity was making. And then I would bring in id Software. I continue to think that id Software's input would be invaluable to the future of a game like Halo. If you want to have an arena shooter, but you want it to transcend and not feel like, you know, Halo from so many years ago, I think id could help with that. And I know, listen, I know the Halo loyal hate the idea of doing something like that with, you know, letting a studio come in and really influence the weapons, the movements, the mechanics. I, I get it. You you want to protect your your baby. I, I, have a, I have a certain amount of respect for how ferocious the Halo community can be whenever you recommend, hey, it might be time for a reboot. It might be time for a, a change. You know, I, I kind of respect it, it to a certain degree, but I think that... Oh, I forgot to do this. Hang on one second. But I, but I just, in general, I think that you're dealing with a franchise that either adapts and evolves or... I, I think you're just going to have the same people playing, you know? And I don't think that's necessarily a problem, but I would question it from a business standpoint. From a business standpoint, are like, is it worth the investment to press on? Is it worth the investment to keep going and supporting if if you're if you're basically appealing to a shrinking base? Does that make sense? Like, I'm not saying that that that's, that they shouldn't. I'm just wondering if they'll determine whether or not they should. If you look at the numbers on it, and you're like, okay, we have X number of people working on it, and we get X number of people playing every month. Um, you know, and we get X number of people buying microtransactions and the battle pass, I would have to imagine that number goes down every year, right? Every, every, every new season, that number goes down a little bit. You just always are going to slowly lose people in a game like that. Yeah. So I think you reboot. I think you, I think you start over. I think you go way further than Halo 5 did. I feel like Halo 5, as I said in the show open, it was just a half measure. It's like, yeah, we'll give you a little bit better movement. We'll give you a little bit better, like, jumping and verticality. And and it basically felt like they tried... It was like Hello Fellow Kids energy, right? It was like, it was obviously like, this is just Halo attempting to change and be different and it just didn't go far enough gc plugs with a gifted member thank you so much appreciate that guys every 25 members i give five back to the community and if you get a gifted membership you can get into our discord you can see if you enjoy the vibe of the community they do something every saturday where they all just kind of hang out and talk uh i go in there and talk every once in a while and you can also use the discord to listen to the show and leave longer comments during the show if you don't like the the character limitation of youtube those are all things you can try out uh, as a gifted member. I'm now excited for Brotato. Give it a little try. Still haven't had time for ACV. Been stuck on Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, I bet. Halo Infinite's good. I have zero doubt that Halo Infinite's in a better place. I don't doubt that at all. But it doesn't matter to the general public. The question would be, internally, is Halo Infinite doing well enough to just continue no need to evolve the franchise no need to start over no need to reboot no need to do a new engine like internally are they crunching the numbers with halo infinite and saying yeah we're getting enough people to play and buy let's just keep going i have a hard time believing that it's just it's just been too long yo it's good whiskey neat 
YouTuber Lurker says, why do some people allow 343 to blame the engine? 343 chose the game engine, 343 built the engine. When you build your own tools, you don't get to blame them when you fail. Well, I don't think 343's come out and said that. I think you're... You, I, I know this often happened with Destiny. The public would talk about the engine as well as leaks about the engine and people would go, why is Bungie making excuses? And it's like, Bungie never came out and said anything about their engine. And neither has 343. Now, internally, it sounds like they tried to say we should switch engines. According to rumors and reports that we've covered previously, this was like a year ago, they discussed it internally. They thought we should switch engines. This isn't going to work. There was that initial leak from somebody who was at the company who said that the Slipspace engine wasn't even done. They weren't even finished with it when they did that trailer, the infamous trailer that led to the delay of the game. He basically said, like, yeah, no, that we the engine wasn't even done. And I, again, the question would be, if they got so deep into development and then discovered that the engine was bad, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you either just keep going, you're like, we gotta press on, or you start all the way over. And I don't know if it was leadership. We don't know who made the decision. We don't know who made the choice to use slip space. I mean, there's no way to know. It's 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 not about pointing fingers and placing blame. It's about saying the only way forward, in my opinion, is to leave that engine behind. I thought it was blatantly obvious in the early months of the game. I was like, they can't make changes fast enough. They can't make them fast enough. It was like, this game mode's broken. This playlist is broken. You can't break things out in the store. You can't even just give us XP at the end of a match. That does not sound like a game that can adapt to the whims and the desires of a live service audience. You just can't. We, hey, we like this change. Okay, we'll, we'll do that maybe next year. It's like, it just takes too long. And I think it's the engine. I don't think they were in the dark about certain things. I think they knew this is what the community wants. Well, we'll get to it sometime. I mean, they just couldn't do it fast enough. They knew before the game launched that the battle pass design wasn't going to work. The overwhelming response was, why would you do that? Challenge based? Just give us XP. And they pressed on. And it look how long it took them to just do a challenge that gives you XP, but then after so many matches, you get diminishing returns. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't think they could just flat out push things like that into the game as easily as people may have wanted them to. Hang on. I opened it up, uh, uh, a comment from Parasito. Uh, he says... How much does content fatigue and rose-tinted glasses affect Halo? Fast-paced FPS games are practically a dime a dozen now. That's why Destiny with VV and High Moon was good. They brought new ideas with them. Another gifted member from Joker Quinn. Thank you so much. And it goes to Strider. I appreciate that, Joker Quinn. Getting these little faithful homies at single gift every day. Thank you so much for doing that. I mean... I I have certainly said that arena shooters are always going to struggle and one of the reasons they're always going to struggle is because it's just a meat grinder right it's just a meat it's just it's just a meat grinder you go in you shoot you die you go in you kill kill die kill die kill kill die kill die kill die score game's over next game like you just you just go on to the next game. 
And there's no... I think this is why Battle Royales have had more long-lasting endurance because there's there there's sort of a... There's a narrative. Every mode is a little bit different. Maybe you go stretch land. Maybe you go hot drop. Maybe you're working on some achievements. Fortnite, I think, was smart to do that, right? They, they were smart to do that. They were smart to give you something to do whenever you land in the map in Fortnite. So from where I sit, it's like... I think arena shooters there I don't even know if it's if it's like genre fatigue parasito or or franchise fatigue or have we just been exposed to something that sheds a light on the repetitiousness or the the repetitiveness of an arena shooter it's 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 analogous to once you finally play games at 60 fps you have a really hard time going back to 30 once you've played some battle royales for a while and you go back to an arena shooter, you're just like, ooh, I don't like this, right? I it's it's almost like it's 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 kind of the metamorphosis principle that I've talked about before. When you play a game and the game is good, innovative or new, it changes you. It does. Like, when I played both of the Ori games, and then you go play an older, like, really rigid or stiff Metroidvania, I'm like, this doesn't feel as good. Ori's better. Well, why do I say that? Well, I was exposed to a Metroidvania with more fluidity of movement, better animations, better graphics. It's the same thing. I just, I feel like battle royales even extraction shooters i think it's just super hard to just go back to a straight up arena shooter eugene says this mode was being talked about in 2021 leaks files etc and it wasn't out by now writing was on the wall it was canceled or something i believe it has been repurposed that's what i believe i think the reason they said that they've heard it's been canceled but they aren't really sure is because more than likely the battle royale itself has been canceled but i think they i think it evolved into something else so yes i think it's factual at this point well maybe not factual we could say that it's likely accurate to say there is not going to be a halo battle royale but that doesn't mean that there's not something still coming from certain affinity I always think it's funny when COD players say another type of game is repetitive. It's like, bro, you've been doing the same thing for 20 years. It's cool. Don't say something else is repetitive. But I don't think you're necessarily understanding the chasm of difference between an arena shooter and a battle royale or an arena shooter and an extraction shooter. Let let me explain it this way. Maybe this will make it more sense. Have you ever listened to an album and there's two songs on the album that are really, really good. And the first couple times you listen to the album, you listen to all of the tracks, all the way through, all the way through. And then those songs are like bright spots along the way. Well, what inevitably ends up happening is you start pulling out that album and you only go to those tracks. So the rhythm which which you hear those tracks gets closer together. That tends to expedite how fast you get tired of those songs. So, the point I'm making is, the rhythm with which you have a similar experience in an arena shooter, all of the rhythms are really close together. The tracks are really close together. You're like, 
you, you get a couple of maps that you like, and then you get a couple of lanes that you like, and everything else is annoying, right? Well, in a battle royale or an extraction shooter, a lot of your actions and choices and things that you do, it's more spaced out. If you do a stretch drop, you might not see anybody for 10 minutes. So there's a longer period of time between the last time you were in a firefight or the last time you got shot from cover or whatever it is that might be annoying you or, or, or enjoyable at the time. It's more spaced out. So I think the further out you space those rhythms, those 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 content loop pieces, there's pieces to the content loop, right? There's the drop, there's the looting, there's the shooting, there's the running, there's the hiding, there's the, oh, the circles moving. All those things are pieces to the content loop and they're spread out. In an arena shooter, there's like two things that you do. Run, gun. Run gun hide, run gun hide, run gun hide, run gun hide, run gun hide over and over and over and over again. So the running and the gunning, the killing and the dying, it's all happening really close together. So I just think it burns people out way faster. Rhythmically, you're just you're doing the same thing closer together. So you're correct. A battle royale is repetitive and an arena shooter is repetitive, but you have to admit they're repetitive in different ways. They're repetitive in different ways. And that's why I think you just see longer lasting in endurance and engagement with battle royales because you don't repeat those actions so close together. You don't. What did Eugene say? Hang on. Uh, this mo- Oh, I already read that. Sorry. Harris said, I would disagree with the evolution of arena being BR. They may be in the same neighborhood, but not in the same street. I imagine average players like being able to point and click not think I mean I I'm not saying arena shooters evolved into BR I'm just saying the evolution of PvP games is arena and and then there's BR I mean in between you might you might have like your your tactical strategy shooters or your econ shooters like you know uh, you know Counter-Strike and Valorant and others you know there's other stepping stones along the way but I think the big bright spots in the history of PvP games, it's like there's arena shooters like Quake 3, Unreal Tournament. Then there's sort of like not necessarily arena, but still arena in spirit and size with games like Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty is not a pure arena shooter, but it's it's sort of in the spirit of the arena. It's like, okay, there's 6v6, there's capture the flag, there's, you know, there's a contained map that's not super large. And then from there, battle royales are sort of next in line. And I think that they're just, I think they have more staying power with people. And I think the reason they have more staying power with people is because you're not repeating the same actions so close together. Because I think the more you repeat actions close together, the more you're going to say to yourself, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah, I've done this before. It's just different flavors. You may like cookies and cream, but every now and then you just want a nice bowl of vanilla. I'm not sure what you're saying, Parasito. Sniper class, assault class, close range tank, ETC. I think that would be exciting. I I mean, I won't deny anytime something like this gets canceled, okay? Anytime something like this gets canceled, I, I'm I'm kind of bummed. I'm like, oh, it would have been fun to at least see it. It would have been fun to at least play it. Like, wh- you know, 
what's going on what were they going to do how are they going to innovate how are they going to utilize you know maybe the shield mechanic or the movement or the vehicles or the weapons but i also just have to say if the if a dev determines this is not the, this is not viable i i have to trust their judgment there's no way we know better. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen the market research. We haven't seen the market feedback. We haven't seen, you know, anything that they looked at. Because I think they looked at the trajectory of BRs. I think they looked at the trajectory of live service games. And I think they said, no, this doesn't have a shot. This doesn't have a shot. We're not going to survive. There's just no way. He's saying that variety is nice. Well, sure. My my hope would be because Shooter Forever says all that plus PVE is in Halo. I was actually hoping when when we heard that it was evolving, I was like, well, maybe it's evolving into something where there's PVE elements, right? What what was that game that we read about the other day where it's um oh shoot I don't know the name of it. It's it's a it's a battle royale. PVE game where you're fighting to get to the center and you can work together but you're still trying to beat the other teams there I was actually kind of hoping that that's what that's what the battle royale from from certain affinity was going to evolve into is let's do big scale battles in Halo you could have bigger bigger enemies you know bigger vehicles that would be I think that would be legit I like I'm more inclined to play a game with other people than against other people obviously that's my bias other people are like no dude PvP is where it's at I want to style on folks you know I want to put together a montage whatever but I'm like I would have liked that and I know a lot of people would look at that and be like that sounds boring but I think there's space in the gaming world for Let's play this game together instead of against other people, you know, because you got Helldivers coming out, and I think games like that have a, have a place, like just a knockaround game with your buds. I, 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 obviously, you question how long the game can last and what the content plan is and, you know, what's the monetization structure. Those are all questions for sure, but Love Halo and a reboot would be great, says MASH. It doesn't take away from the originals. Look at the Star, look at Star Wars or Spider-Man. Yeah, the Halo guys that are very much against a reboot, I guess my question for them is, where where do you want the franchise to go then? What's the future for Halo? Like, what is it? Okay, I've, I've heard you talk about how stupid I am, how stupid this person over here is. We're all apparently just stupid. We don't understand what Halo needs. Well, neither does 343 because of look at how it launched and look at where the game is. No player, no player numbers that are even remotely worthy of speaking about. Clearly, the game is in a better spot, but it's got a long way to go. So, how do you win the people that are not currently playing Halo? How? And a 20 bomb comes in from MASH! He says, we're still here! You can't stop us! I appreciate that, MASH! What a show of force and solidarity. It would be, I think, an amazing thing today if you guys all stood tall with me and just went nuts with Gifteds. Maybe you're not aware of anything that happened overnight, but that says a lot, MASH. Thank you. I would really appreciate some of y'all joining this man and send a loud and clear message. Seriously. We, uh... 
We're going to keep going. We're not stopping. We're going to keep doing what we do. And if you just got a gifted membership, man, join in. And a 20 bomb from Parasito. The double 20 lands out of nowhere. Taking us to 43 right on the cusp of 50. Unbelievable. A 20 bomb train started by Parasito. Actually masked but picked up by Parasito. Parasito and Mash tag team in the chat right now. I enjoyed the campaign. What happened overnight? It's not important. It's not important. (laughs) Just like the last time it wasn't important. And the time before that. And the time before that. And the time before that. It's not important. And it never will be. We're just going to keep doing what we do. Not even my birthday, says Hilly. <laughs> yeah, how dare we? How dare we have some? Uh, how dare we have some gifted members, Hilly? And it's not your birthday. The campaign was it short? I enjoyed. I enjoyed the campaign for what it was. But the reason I stopped playing is, I'll be honest with you, like. I, I wanted to play with I wanted to play with my wife. I wanted to play at co-op. You know what I'm saying? Shooter Forever with a five dollar super chat tip says Halo had twenty million at launch. What it needed was a complete game at launch and a proper support afterwards for the multiplayer. And another twenty bomb from Charles Freeman, bringing the heat, dropping another one all the way to sixty three, and we're gonna go to sixty four because DK Beggar says you can't leave me out. I'm the single gifted master, and he bumps the line one more time. This is the way. That's exactly right, Broken Lobo. This is the way. The problem with Infinite was that it was a shell of a game. Pretty much everyone agreed the multiplayer framework was good. Okay. I want to explain this in a way that, like, this is how I see Halo Infinite. Because this is what commonly happens with Halo Infinite. It was amazing at launch, and then they just failed to have live support. No, that's too simplistic, and I think you know it. Joker Quinn bumps the line to 64, making it really easy to hit 75. Unless, of course, the 20 bomb train continues. We got three 20 bombs at the top of the chat. If we get under 300 today, I should have the option to play Halo Infinite again if chat doesn't support that. <laughs> Hilly, Hilly says if you guys don't hit 300, he's reinstalling it. <clears throat> I found out this that Bethesda called Lono a liar. No, that's not true. That guy miscommunicated to his contact. That's what happened. He yeah. He thought I claimed I had a source at the company. I never claimed that. So he went running to his source and they got and the source was like, no, he doesn't have a contact at our company. It's like, yeah, I never said that. So his source just confirmed something that was never said. Congratulations. You're you're a, a a shining example of journalism in the gaming world. Alex with the 10 bomb takes it to 75 just like that. I owe you guys 15 members. Thank you so so much. The the, the too long didn't read. The too long didn't read is I had two different sources say something and I just relayed that to the public. And this person got really angry that I said that because apparently only sources 
Sources aren't sources unless they work at the company. That's what he said. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that every single time, you know, Jeff Grubb or Steven Totillo or uh, Schreier, anytime they have sources, they're only employees at the company. Did you know that? That's not true, by the way. That's not how you determine a source. Sometimes a source just knows somebody. Sometimes a source works at a marketing agency. But that's what he said. So he just assumed and presumed that I was claiming I had sources at Zenimax, which I never did. And so he goes on this tear. You're a liar. You lied. I'm like, no, I didn't. I never said I had a source at the company. So that's what happened. And it's not going well for them on Twitter now. A single from DK Beggar, the agent of chaos, and Hilly comes in, tries to be agent of chaos, and misses the boat by just a second. Thank you so much, Hilly, for jumping in as well as DK Beggar. Sometimes the source works at YouTube. Yeah, a ton of the leaks, a ton of the leaks and info that's come out lately have been employees of YouTube. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, they all the, all that person did that attacked me was betray their own insecurity and their ignorance about how the industry works. It's like, I don't need to know somebody at the company. I just need to know somebody who knows somebody at the company. Do you see? You can have sources that don't work at the companies that you're talking about. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything that none of these other outlets like to do it's being reported or I have a source or it has been said or I have heard they all do it they all do it it's just suddenly a problem when I do it because they didn't hear it so they're angry Cal with a a gifted and Joker Quinn with a gifted taking us to 79 thank you very much ooh we're one away (laughs) we're one away tempt him I was working at a digital marketing agency where Samsung was a client. I had access to tons of insider information. Lesson here, beloved IP will generate visceral reactions. That's exactly right, Broken Lobo. It's like a lot of the leaks and a lot of the insider information we've gotten the last couple of years, that's the leakiest part of the industry, the marketing agencies, because they get all the materials and they're putting together the campaign and some interns like, and takes a picture and then sends it to their friend. Right? Like, you don't have to literally know someone at the company. Like, what the guy asserted was insane. YouTube Larker with the 50 bomb out of the nowhere skies that he comes from. YouTube Lurker descends on the chat like an animal. Absolutely insane. This man doesn't quit. Always here, always supporting, and a single to top it off nicely from Joker Quinn to take us to 130. An easy 20 bomb to 150. C. Hambrick with 21 months. Welcome back, C. Hambrick. Well, YouTube Lurker just took over the chat, so... YouTube Lurker with a $2 tip says, tell them to source that. (laughs) Isn't this guy too small to have sources, though? I love that, too. I love that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) 
He's too small to have sources. What? <laughs> there are dudes on like 4chan and Reddit and, and Reset Era that have sources that aren't giant content creators. And a 10 bomb from MASH! And a 20 bomb from Chris Carrier! Thank you so much! Taking us to 160! Nerd Mother renews at 27 months, and it's a VIP. Me and St. Hambrick are the same. Good to see you, Nerd Mother. Good to see you. Yeah, source this. Thank you, the OOF files, for five months. Just keep pushing Lono. The mainstream and their god complex rearing its ugly head. Insomniac Black with 28 months in a VIP. Thank you so much. I feel like some people pretend like they know how journalism works and are easily proven wrong by anyone with context clues from listening to actual journalists. Well, here's the thing. You can't lie if all you're doing is going to the public and saying, I was told this by two different sources. I'm not lying. That that happened. Now, my sources could be wrong. They could be uninformed. They could be bums on the side of the street and I'm just trying to virtue I'm just trying to clout grab, right? They could be anybody. But, I'm just telling you, I heard this. Now, I don't have a history of coming into the public and saying, oh, I have a source, I have a source, I have a source, I have a source. I don't do that. My brand isn't built around that, okay? Maybe if your brand is built around that, you don't like other people being able to say that. But, I had two sources that have been consistently right about stuff say something. And I relayed that to the public. And apparently that's a really big problem. Gee, I wonder why that is. Dr. Killshot with 17 months says, Lona, the only really trusted news source on YouTube. You don't have to remember the lies if you stick to your truth. If you stick to the truth, I think is what you meant to say. I don't buy into that your truth nonsense. Truth is truth. Doesn't need your approval. So, my my take on it's very simple. My take on it's very simple, right? I thought you would wait before reporting on Halo. I, I reported the update this morning. I changed my thumbnail. I changed my title. I did. I, I immediately ran out of the studio, and I changed my thumbnail, and I changed my title, and I, and I, I updated my monologue. So, I have the most up-to-date reporting on the Halo Battle Royale, and my theory is there will not be a Battle Royale, but certain affinities still working on something. I believe they have gotten real information. Yes, the Battle Royale's canceled. There will not be a Battle Royale. I think it's I think it's evolved into something else. So, as soon as I saw that this morning, I went and updated everything. Why? That's what we do. That was the lead story yesterday. Everybody was reporting on it. I grabbed a couple of articles. It seemed to be coming from people. Special Nick. It's coming from Special Nick. He's consistently gotten things right on Xbox. So it's like, you know, 
I, of course, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to just like run with it once we hear new information. I added all that into the monologue, and I changed the title. I added a question mark because it's like, is it canceled? They're not sure. So I took the I took the question mark approach. It's like, okay, we will ask the question: Has this been canceled? I'll put out my theory based on what we've heard. So. All that organization that attacked me did was show how how illegitimate they are. That's all. And anybody lacking the due diligence that felt like signal boosting that organization, equally illegitimate. Equally illegitimate. (laughs) If you can't take the time to do due diligence and see that your signal boosting... An illegitimate organization, not not a legitimate press organization, zero journalistic integrity. Then you're just as illegitimate as they are. Ray doesn't want to be pigeonholed. He's giving up on tracing. (laughs) Is that a joke about ray tracing? Halo doesn't need a battle royale. It would ruin the game. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Well, here's the thing, Angel Invader. I actually think what we heard about it was that it was going to run alongside. Like, I don't think they were just going to launch the battle royale and be like... Here's a battle. Here's a battle royale. I think they were going to do like a battle royale alongside of an actual Halo release, which I actually thought was a good strategy. Again, this is all theory from pieces that we gathered from insiders and leaks, but I thought that theory sounded good. You don't want the battle royale to like stand on its own, but you also don't want your core audience to no longer have a Halo. Like you don't want to just completely jettison out away from not just what you're known but into a very very difficult environment so I don't think it would have ruined Halo I just don't think it would have lasted because I don't think a battle royale live service game right now I don't think it's it's like starting a restaurant business it's like one of the hardest businesses to start right you don't make anything the first three years your margins are razor thin you know, and I think battle royales have entered into a similar holy crap, no, that's just too risky to try. It's why The Last of Us Online says, no. Just just to get this thing going and support it, we'd have to turn into a live service studio, and we don't want to do that. Like Bungie basically woke them up. They like shook them and they're like, What are you doing? Your whole studio would have to support this. Look at what we have to do to support an ongoing game. And I think certain affinity and internally at 343 or at Microsoft or at Xbox, they probably looked at projections and thought, no, this, this well has dried up drainage, drainage, my boy, it's dried up. Like there's too many games that have gobbled up those player bases and Halo would walk into the market and be like, well, we're just like a, 
we're a BR, but we're Halo, and we have our Halo stuff, and we have our Halo mechanics. And I think they could have brought something fresh to Battle Royale, but I think the other the other BRs would have been like, you're not getting any of our players. And even if you do, not for very long. And beyond that, there's a massive... Right now, a bunch of you would, would say this without hesitation. Like, you're like, I don't have any interest in a Battle Royale. I don't, I don't like Battle Royales. A bunch of you would say that. So they've got people like that that'll never touch a Battle Royale. They've got people that are already playing Battle Royales. Oh, and then you've got the Halo Loyal that are like, yeah, they're kind of split. Some think a Battle Royale would be awesome. Some think the Battle Royale would be terrible. So they're staring down the barrel of an, of a, of an audience that's sort of going to probably shrug at the game after about a month. And they said... No, well, this is a, this is a bad idea. We got we've got to do something else. I didn't know that the 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 Last of Us remaster had an embargo up today, but we're hearing good things. So I said a ninety something on Metacritic. We'll see if that survives. That's a pretty controversial game that gets a lot of undue hate. But what's your take on the hate Ubisoft's receiving? I didn't get to see the quote, the quote in context. I only saw headlines, and we all know how that works, right? We, we should get used to not owning our games. <laughs> that person's fired. <laughs> Ubisoft, poor Ubisoft's trying to have a comeback tour, you know? They're trying to have a comeback tour. AC Mirage, Avatar, you know, and then Prince of Persia. And this guy's this guy's like, I tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to step in it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to just absolutely step in it. So I've not had a chance to look at it. I just thought, oh, come on, man. Like Ubisoft, Ubisoft's looking good right now. And you just couldn't let that last. You couldn't let that last. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, grand opening, grand closing. You know, the public starts to like Ubisoft, and this guy's like, "Not on my watch." <laughs> oh, brother! And the sad thing is, he's not wrong. It's just nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear that digital digital ownership is a new frontier, and your concept of ownership, you know. Your concept of ownership is 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 gonna have to shift. And it's because we don't hold the keys. Nobody wants to hear that. I'm not saying yay, that's great. But it's like, you don't hold the keys, homie. They do. They got it all. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Just stop playing video games? What are you gonna stop watching TV shows? You're gonna own nothing and like it. Sorry. Five spot from Row Row Raven. They need to get people to care about Halo again first and foremost. They never really nailed down a style and stuck to it after Reach. Did you guys see the Halo comparison picture? It was of, uh, you know, Halo from like a long time ago and the Halo of today. And the older Halo looked better and, and somebody attributed it to art style. And I, I, I actually think that We've touched on that recently, and that's another area where I, I think Halo could really come home. Like, come home from the whatever they tried this time around with, like, it's kind of photorealistic, but not really. 
everything's kind of bland and muted you know like come home get it get it get a good art style going in you know what i mean make the colors pop get the green out get the green make it real green um so i and again i think we've talked about this like i think we're going through a um we're sort of, we're sort of going through a change where art style endures a lot longer than graphical fidelity because graphical fidelity will eventually fall behind like there's always going to be a, a shinier car Unless you're Forza Motorsport. <laughs> There's always going to be a shinier car in the next game and, and better shadows and better lighting. But art style... Like, Hi-Fi Rush is always going to look dope. Always. In 10 years, that game will still look dope. It will. No no one's going to look at that game and be like, oh my gosh, the graphics. I'm like, yeah, that's a cool looking game. That's fun. Do you know how I know this? Look at how great... Some of the indie titles coming out are, and they look like Super Nintendo games. They look like they look like old pixel games, but they have good fluidity, good animations, good lighting. But it doesn't it doesn't look like some next gen tour de force. John always with a two spot. Why invest in a new BR when you just bought Activision? You know, I I didn't even consider that as part of the equation, John. I really didn't. You know? Why is it anytime there's criticism made of Xbox, people automatically resort to PlayStation fanboys? What it, I, I saw somebody say that. Yeah, here we go. William Lewis says, Can someone explain to me why the PlayStation fanboy is not saying you, Lono, making a big deal about the Halo BR being canceled when PlayStation cancels factions? They say it's a good thing. This is bad. Okay. Let me try to explain that to you. And I actually don't agree that... Halo Battle Royale getting cancelled is equal to factions getting cancelled, okay? They're not equal! I know you love PlayStation, and I know you you got a lot of guff and grief when factions and online got cancelled, okay? And you you had to put up with that disappointment, and you had to put up with, you know, the you know, the Xbox loyal, you know, hurling hate on your timeline. But here's the thing. You kinda had it coming, okay? Because you guys peacock like crazy. So you're asking for it, right? (laughs) Come on. You PlayStation guys on Twitter, you know. (laughs) You know you're asking for it, okay? Secondly, they're not the same. Because The Last of Us Online was ripped out of Last of Us 2, officially announced at a big gaming event, and then cryptic tweets when it was put on ice about let us cook and then oh it's still being worked on and then cancelled okay that's not the same as what's happening with this Halo Battle Royale they're not the same stop insisting they're the same because it makes you look silly if, if you I'm telling you if you cling to good faith and integrity it'll never miss serve you stop it stop making bad faith arguments okay be better than that rise above simple mudslinging it's not the same this game was never announced we have no idea what they were building all we know is there was rumors it was going to be a BR then there was rumors that it evolved into something else there were rumors this was going to coincide with a new halo and a new engine and now we're hearing that the battle royale has been cancelled that doesn't mean that there's not more Halo coming. It doesn't even mean that certain affinities done working on anything. I think they came to the conclusion that a Halo Battle Royale would not work. That has been shelved. I actually believe that. Everything else is unknown right now. 
So you cannot make these equal. They're not equal. They're not. When when something has been unannounced and is canceled, I, I, I celebrate that almost as strongly as I celebrated the lay. It's so much better to internally be like, good thing we never announced this because we got to put this on the shelf. This isn't going to work. It was like when that Sony guy said, he's like, I, we cancel games all the time. He's like, and I'm always trying to convince the developer I'm saving them from something. And he is. He's saving them from wasting their time. Time is a currency you can never get back. It's you, you can never get it back. So you don't want these studios just piddling time away. My hope would be that whatever certain affinity's been working on, they still can use, repurpose, benefit from it. Whether they've got tools, assets, animations, anything that they could hand to 343 or use themselves to be like, hey man, we learned a lot. Even though we're not going to make this BR thing, we still learned a lot. We can use this. We can repurpose it. We, this this can benefit the next game. What? Well, anytime a game gets delayed or canceled, it's fine to be disappointed, but it's also fine to say this is probably a good thing, or this is this is this is a good thing. Not even probably. It's a good thing. It's far better than to just shove it out there. Keep in mind, I don't think it was as much style as it was hardware being held back. What are you talking about, Butters? Oh, Yoshida's the one that said that about canceling games all the time. I that 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 might be Yoshida. It was it was a pretty big interview. They were like, <laughs> you know, Sony executive says we cancel games all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? People are like, wait, what? You do? <laughs> yeah, we do. It's easy when you're thinking. In the realm of, well, this has either got to last or this has got to sell. Like, what do you think would have been better? Canceling Redfall or launching Redfall? I mean it. Which do you think's better? What do you think's a good use of Arcane's time right now? What? Fixing Redfall and making sure the Bite Back Edition people get their get their content? Or wouldn't it be better if they had canceled it and they'd already be, you know, half a year into a new project? Wouldn't that be better? Maybe not even half a year. If it would have gotten canceled earlier, they could be two years into a new project right now. And instead, what are they doing? Well, it seems like they're going to try to fix Redfall and make it better. Why? Why? For who? Oh, the less than a thousand people that probably care like no nobody is sitting on like pins and needles like oh my gosh I can't wait for the next Redfall patch but you launched it and there it sits on Game Pass there it sits as a brand holder well I don't, now we gotta put this thing back on the horse it's so much better like right now I would much rather certain affinity be building something else or working on something else than supporting a failing battle royale if they had just shoved this out and been like well we better ship it we better do it we better you know we better get this out there and then they're sitting there you know absolutely watching the game just circle the drain and they're just pouring all they can into it 
and then they admit that well no nah, yeah the damage is done we we this thing is this thing's cooked so that's so much time and energy wasted and then it's just more broken trust with the community right I'm talking about Xbox and 360 not being able to offer full realizations what they could have uh, what could have had Halo been. Art style is not really art style. It was a lack of power in the hardware. The lack of color proves that. Brown green over everything in those old games. Easier to render. It still looked better. Sometimes I think, okay, so I was talking to um, a buddy of mine and he's in the trades. He does um, carpentry work, framing work, you know, he can he can do anything you need, drywall, all of that. He's very good at his he's very good at his job. We had him fix our house park, the lowest part, the wood, the closest to the ground just got rotted and broke. And um I was talking to him about how when he goes into older buildings, the craftsmanship is pristine because back then it had to be if you were going to be a successful tradesman, you, especially with wood and carpentry, you couldn't rely on a lot of the modern tools that they have now. You had to be amazing. Right? Well, I think there's something similar to be said about what Butters just said. On those older pieces of hardware, older engines, whatever, they had to get really creative about gameplay mechanics or making a game look awesome or you know having an art style that really made people say whoa did you see that game that game looks incredible now what's everybody leaning on well they're trend chasing right it's like we'll just do a big open world we'll just do photorealism throw some ray tracing in there and it's like that's why so many people are looking at not every game but they're looking at some games and just saying it just feels lifeless it just feels like I've played this game before Every game looks the same. You, you hear people saying this, right? Or they or they play a game like Avatar. Beautiful game, but what's the problem? It's too similar to games I've played before. Because the guys that made that game, they knew what was familiar and they went with it. They knew certain mechanics, world structures, content flow structures, quest structures. They knew they could do that. It was familiar. They didn't have to innovate on those things. There was no pressure to innovate on those things. Like back in the day, there was that pressure of we've got limited bandwidth, limited power, limited time. You know, there's only so much we can do and you'd have to get really, really creative. And that's why you had games, I think, that just sort of broke out. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never played a game like this before. I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're seeing this sort of fatigue with, well, I've played this game before, or we've seen so many photorealistic graphics. I think that's why you go to older games and you're like, there's just something different here. And this is why I think you're going to start to see some of the more talked about games are going to be smaller. They're going to be from smaller studios. Are you seeing the praise lauded at Prince of Persia? Smaller team, smaller game, smaller project. Well, they they had to make that game excellent in its mechanics or it would have just been another side scroller. I can't wait to dive back into it. I played Vertigo 2 yesterday because it launched on PSVR 2. 
it's good. It's 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 another game that I just don't feel was ready. I think it needed another six months of quality of life, which is really irritating. Just reinforcing that PlayStation needs to stop letting these games port their games to the PSVR 2 when they're clearly not ready. Like, have some standards. Quit letting these companies do this. It's so annoying. In any case, I want to go back to Prince of Persia because I'm having such a good time with it. Was this not in a leaked list? The Tomb Raider thing's been officially announced. I'm not sure what you mean, Butters. I'm here for the smaller projects. Everything doesn't have to be a big $300 million project. Right. And so I do think you're going to see studios close down. You're going to see projects get canceled and it's going to be kind of scary. A lot of people are like, oh no, the industry's in trouble. I think the industry will reach equilibrium because the consumers aren't going to go anywhere. They still want games. They want to play games. I think the equilibrium will be you're going to see more smaller size studio rise to the occasion. That's what I think. I think studios in the sweet spot of under 200 or around 200 employees, I think that's the next era of gaming. I think you're going to see more studios in that size getting attention, getting praise, and having breakout titles. Why? Because the big projects, the big budgets, it's like an aircraft carrier. It's like they make these decisions, then four or five years later, they're like, well, oh, frick, nobody wants an open-world live service game anymore. Nobody wants a battle royale anymore. Well, shoot, what do we do now? They don't have the agility to make the pivots necessary, so they just kind of dig in and keep going, or cancel, shut down, you know, whatever. So, you know, Immortals of Avian would be a good example of this. Like, just a massive, crazy budget and then the game just wasn't strong enough. It just didn't pull hard enough in the commercial realm. And, you know, then they, they faced all... I think they would they closed down or downsize significantly. I'm not sure. But I think that you're going to see more, more smaller size studios and smaller projects start to have those breakout moments. I still think you're going to have big blockbuster games. But I think the blockbuster games and the big studios are going to continue to have to innovate and think differently about how do we make our money? You know, how do we make our money? How do we how do we survive with a studio this size and you know uh, license agreements and all of that? I'm greedy. I want both smaller creative games and massive blockbusters. They closed the studio. Yeah, I knew they were still tweeting and still shoving out content, so I wasn't really sure how that was happening or who was handling that. But I remember reading that studio closed down. They didn't make it. They didn't make enough money. You know. I thought there was a recent list that leaked somewhere about this and other games we have not officially heard of. I'm fairly certain there's a trailer for the Tomb Raider remastered. Butters, I don't think that was a leak. Am I dreaming? Leaks and real announcements are starting to blend together. Um, Tomb Raider uh, remastered trailer. Yeah, four months ago, there's an announcement trailer, Butters. It's got a million views on the PlayStation channel. Yeah, that's not a leak. That's That's been officially announced. Uh, four months ago, the exact date was uh, September 14th. So, yeah. Call of Duty nails so much, it's hard for a shooter to compete with that. 
I think that's another area that 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 Halo faces challenges with. And this isn't Halo's fault. This isn't Halo's fault. I think shooters in general, that's I think that's one of the hardest I think that's one of the hardest games to make right now is a shooter. I'm I'm stripping it all the way down. I'm not even talking battle royale, I'm not talking PVP, I'm not talking any of that. Imagine trying to make a shooter right now. How? How do you innovate? It's like, there are so many games that have done so many things. How do you innovate? It's really, really difficult. Now, I play a game like RoboQuest, and it's awesome, and it's appealing, primarily because it's fun, not necessarily because they innovated on a, sh- on a shooter. Does that make sense? It's not like you play RoboQuest and you're like, holy crap, the, sh- the innovation's so good. It's like, no, they just made a really, really fun loop. It's very satisfying to play. I also think art style plays a role in why RoboQuest is so fun to be in. So you have to consider that now with your shooters. It's like, innovation's tough, but I think if you nail art style, if you nail movement, you know, if you nail just how it feels to shoot, I think that I think you can I think you could probably stand out, but I still think it's hard. I still think it's probably one of the hardest genres to uh, to make a game in right now. It's very difficult. Halo feels smooth AF, but not as smooth as any COD in the last decade. Battlefield can't even get their feel anywhere near COD. COD shooting feels amazing. Uh, Apex feels great because it's the guys who made Titanfall. Titanfall one and two are still I think two of the best feeling shooters in existence. And then there's Destiny two. Those are the best shooters on the market. If you can't come close to that, people are going to feel a little like, eh. They're going to immediately... That was one of the first things I thought last night when I was playing Vertigo 2. I was like, yeah, the feedback's not that great on the shooting. I don't feel that impactful when I'm shooting stuff. Unlike the shooting in Synapse or Gazzlers or... Um, any of the, I've, I've, those, those are two that I've played where I think the guns feel fantastic. The guns in Vertigo 2, that, they don't feel as good. They don't feel like as impactful. And that's a VR game. You know? You, you put your hands on the sticks and you play a shooter and doesn't feel as good as Apex. You know, it doesn't feel as good as Titanfall or Call of Duty or, you know, if it doesn't feel as good as those games, you're you're gonna it's gonna kind of rub you the wrong way you're gonna be like yeah i don't know it doesn't feel that great each far cry yeah i thought i thought the avatar game felt fine it didn't feel amazing but i thought the shooting felt good in that you know the bow and arrow felt nice uh the shotgun and the the ar i thought they felt fine they certainly didn't feel like they were the center stage of the game either you know I want to say again a special thank you to everybody who is still at the top of the board. Mash with the twenty bomb, Parasito, Charles Freedom, uh, Freeman, and Chris Carrier. All of you guys gifting twenty—that's absolutely insane. And then the massive fifty bomb from YouTube Lurker. It's really, really nice to just have a, a show of strength and solidarity in the face of what I got. A really nice message from someone last night, and he was just like, "There is no path for you." that doesn't mean this will happen pretty regularly. And I thought, that's a sober reality, but when I feel like people have my back, 
it's easier to press on and keep going. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Everybody else too. So many gifted today. Fives, tens, singles. It all adds up. Um, so I appreciate it very much. You you make people your support and what we do here just makes everybody look very impotent. And um, I think they will continue to look even more so as time goes on. $2 tip from William Lewis. Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered on the Xbox Store 214. What the heck's going on in February, by the way? What is what is happening? We're not, how are we going to even play all these games? How? There's no way. Have you guys seen? It's like, they, they just they just randomly were like, oh yeah, by the way, Foam Stars is coming out in February. I was like, wait, what? Wh- why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> the same week as Helldivers 2. What the heck, dude? There's no time. There's no time. Everything's coming out. It's unbelievable. Prince of Persia is like, whew, whoa. We, we, we got out of the way. Docker 2 just got delayed to September the 5th. I thought that first quarter seemed really ambitious after everything that's happened a single gifted from dk beggar he's like come on boys we're not done yet that close to 200 he's like not on my watch let's keep it going yeah they're throwing it on ps plus too smart move smart move with a live service game to do that that's smart Game publishers are discovering the desert that was February. Another one from St. Nil, little single gifted train starting up, guys. Don't be don't be discouraged by the 5, 10s, 20s and 50 bombs. Singles add up fast. I still don't believe Stalker 2 releases this year. When they put first quarter, I remember saying I was like, "Really?" I was like, "After everything that game's been through, you're you're suddenly that close to launching?" I was like, Okay. Well, my instincts were right. I that I didn't think I thought that seemed great. Patrick Q keeping the single gifted train going takes it to 163. Thank you so much, Patrick Q. The finals was able to innovate with their cash out modes and destructible environments. I've heard good things about the finals. I have. I have. And I I, I I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it's very, very difficult. Right? I'm not saying it's impossible. It's not. I'm, I'm not. It's not impossible to innovate and do something new within a shooter. Brother, I'm just telling you, it's freaking hard. It's really, really hard. It's probably the hardest to, to dive into. It really, really is. I don't think... I don't think you... I don't think you get a successful shooter or a successful BR or a successful extraction shooter without there being like three or four that just completely don't make it. You know, like five games, just throw it at the wall and one will stick out of the bunch. The only thing wrong with the finals is the overpowered flamethrower, says Sven. I haven't played the finals. I've been thinking about jumping in. This is why I think Halo made the right choice if they decided let's pivot away from battle royale we need to do something else like personally if i if i was in charge i would say that you need to do something that is completely unique to you just launch like call it um i can't think of a good name you would want to come up with something to call it okay 
Uh, thank you for the gifted member, P. Dudley. Thank you very much, dude. Bumping the line one more time to 164. William Lewis. All the games were moved from fall last year to early this year because of the bangers that were released. Don't forget Banishers Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much coming. There's so much coming, dude. It's uh it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. That's the announcement on Twitter, dear stalkers. Um the final release date for Stalker Heart of Chernobyl is now September 5th. Yeah, I knew first quarter felt wrong. It just didn't feel right. It felt too fast. You know? Too fast. Can SOCOM still make a comeback? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It would not surprise me if every single time PlayStation or or other platforms, publishers, or studios, it wouldn't surprise me at all if every time they look at a shooter, they're like, no, bro, no way. What, when people kept saying that, they're like, well, why doesn't PlayStation make a competitor to Call of Duty? And my comeback was always like, why doesn't Microsoft do it? What, you have 343, you own Halo, you own Doom. What, what do you, why don't you do it? They don't do it for the same reason that PlayStation doesn't do it. Why would you want to take that fight on? Why? Why Why set your sights on Call of Duty? Like, we're going to take on Call of Duty. Good luck. Good luck. An entrenched franchise. One of the biggest. One of the longest standing. And you're just going to take them on. It's It's a fool's errand. You're, you're way more likely to lose money than to gain money taking on somebody the size of Call of Duty. The PlayStation, Xbox, any major publisher is going to look at Call of Duty and be like, why in the heck would we try to take them on? B, gifts a member and sets up an easy 10-bomb slam home to 175. That's 165. If you guys can get it to 200, I will owe you 40 members. That's insane. I'll throw a bonus 10 on. Why don't we just do that? I'll just drop a 50 bomb. I'll just give you an extra 10. Just because I'm in a really good mood. (laughs) You see that Bioware is talking about how CRPGs died going into the 2000s because retailers basically just decided that CRPGs won't sell even though there wasn't evidence of that. Hmm. That's interesting. I think if they wanted SOCOM to come back, they would have made it by now. Um, I don't think I agree with that because timing is everything. And I do think there's a world where I could see SOCOM making a comeback. But the timing has to be right. The, the timing has to be right. It does. I don't... You, right now... I think this would be one of the worst times to try to bring SOCOM back because they're about to reboot Black Ops. They're about to reboot Black Ops. And Black Ops 1 is incredibly popular and Black Ops 2 is even more popular. So, anybody trying to enter that that fight right now, 
Mm-mm. No. That's going to be a really, really tough sell. Like, coming... SOCOM would have to come back as an extraction shooter. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you guys don't think it. You think I'm wrong on this one, and that's okay. I make I make a lot of predictions. I'm not always right. I'm not. I don't. I have a pretty decent batting average on this. I think... There are a bunch of games right now that think extraction shooters are the next big thing, the next hot thing. They're going to oversaturate the market, and there'll be two or three that that become ongoing and successful. All the other extraction shooters are going to fall by the wayside. It'll probably help um, Tarkov. I think Tarkov will likely be helped by it because it's... You know, it's one of the best. It's probably the one that most people think of when they think of an of an extraction shooter. So it'll likely help. It'll likely help Tarkov. But I continue to think that everybody's trying to grab a hold, and it's going to be the exact same thing we saw with BRs. It was like, oh, BRs. That's the next big thing. And how many BRs hit and just dashed on the rocks? Of <laughs> no, not good enough not fun enough, too similar, not similar enough, like extraction shooters are already dying, Tarkov is dying, I've not heard any reports that Tarkov's dying, I don't really follow that community or that game, but I think there's just gonna be too many extraction shooters you know, Marathon's gonna face plant it pains me to say this, but that's one of the ones that might survive because they have they have a lot of background information and player behavior data and, and they have a history with ongoing games. If there's one of the ones in the group that can make it, that's one of them. Based purely on you know, based purely on the, the company's history alone, I think that that one stands a chance. A chance. Don't forget the King of Extraction Shooters the day before. Don't sleep on Unicorn Overlord. Unicorn Overlord. If you're into turn-based strategy RPGs developed by an artistic uh, masterminds at Vanillaware, it reminds me of Shining Force One and Two. I've not even heard of that game. I tweeted a retort and deleted it two minutes later. I would, yeah, I just, <laughs> I would really appreciate if people just didn't reply there's no reason to you know my producer <laughs> my producer had his hands on the twitter account overnight and uh you know i was sound asleep <laughs> i i kind of wish we wouldn't have you know said anything but you know what's done is done <laughs> you know what's done is done but i don't think it's worth attention I think it's impotent and pathetic. Some of those games could do what finals did and just have extraction like elements. <sighs> to be fair, he did say Lono's going to be big mad. I wouldn't say I felt happy. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I felt happy. <laughs> I felt something. <laughs> It was like that meme of the guy, like the phone's too bright. He's like, oh, like what's happening? Like, oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. Mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, tried so hard not to reply. I just, 
You gotta take on the mantra. It just isn't worth it. It isn't. Writer's gonna be interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a great day to be a uh, a six dollar member or higher, right? It's a great. It's a great day. <laughs> uh, do we know about Marathon to even make a call? No, no. My, my my I was merely saying, Ashen. If I'm placing bets on an extraction shooter, making it. I would place bets on Marathon simply because Bungie's behind it, right? I have, like, no love for that company at all for obvious reasons. And I know that if a bunch of people are going to try and do an extraction shooter, they're one of the... Think of it as like a race, right? They would be one of the favored horses. You'd be like, yeah, they know what they're doing. They've been in the live service business for a long time they're going to have a lot in their pocket that they can rely on and that they could potentially use. Everybody else is just like, I don't know. Do they know what they're doing? Like Bungie walked in the room at Naughty Dog and was like, you guys have no idea what you're getting into. And Naughty Dog's like, so we'd, we'd have to turn, turn the whole studio into a live service studio. We're not doing that. Like they got a wake up call. And similarly, I think a lot of these companies chasing the extraction shooter trend, I think they're going to wake up to the same reality. We don't know what the frick we're doing. We we don't know what we're doing. We're not going to make it. And Bungie's like, first time? Our game almost died eh, six different times, you know? If Bungie's history uh, in security is anything to go by, Marathon will be fine for a few weeks until it gets ripped to pieces by cheaters. Yeah, I mean, that's a reality that everybody faces, isn't it? You know? Key to extraction is good PvE, good PvP, great gunplay and loot. That's Bungie. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Took me a minute to find it, but this is another upcoming extraction shooter like Tarkov. Gray Zone Warfare. Mm-hmm. This, this is what happens, okay? This is what I refer to. This is the gold rush period. So everybody's going to run as fast as they can to get out their extraction shooter. What's that mean? You're going to have bad quality, bugs, zero anti-cheat, right? <laughs> Just nothing to speak of so even if one little scrappy fighter in the mix breaks out and gets popular it'll be decimated by cheaters within a week right there'll be there'll be a game that's like scrappy and breaks out and people are like this is this surprise hit extraction shooter from a small team in Norway I just made that up I have no idea if some small team in Norway is building an extraction shooter but I could see that headline you know what happens a week later devs bemoan the fact that cheaters are ruining the game you know what's gonna happen a month later shut down. I think I think cheaters are going to make it almost impossible for games like that to go anywhere. Like unless of course you launch an extraction shooter and I mean I'm going to say it. 
Got to leave PC out. And that's tough. That's a tough sell. That's a big market. Tough sell for a live service game. It's a tough sell for an online multiplayer game to skip over PC. But <laughs> I would, if I was in charge, I'd be like, let's just make the game for PlayStation and Xbox <laughs> and, and figure out a way to include Nintendo somehow. Like, <laughs> let's just let's just skip PC altogether, you know, and I know the PC guys are like, that's not, it's not hard. Um, I, I'm sorry, man. I hope you've consulted with this this before making any of these claims. Yeah, I have a source. <laughs> You'd really like to hear what my source has to say about them. Anyway, um YouTubers like Asmin Gold will make a ton of videos about the rampant cheating in the Norwegian game. Yeah, it'll be like, it'll, it's, it's, it's the grand opening, grand closing meme. It's like, oh my gosh, this game's taking off. Everyone loves it. And this poor little small team's going to be like, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, wow, why is player engagement plummeting? Oh, cheaters. Oh. Uh, what do we do? No one had a, no one had a plan for this? All right, shut it down. <laughs> Had a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> I wish the cycle would have made it to console. The game was simplified extraction shooter, perfect for console audience. When it comes to the gaming market share, PCs nearly twice consoles. They can try. Uh, we just try to care. I'm not sure what the last part means. My source spoke to me in my dreams and told me that Lono is right. <laughs> uh. It's okay, everybody. Summon P-Rock. Um, what's P-Rock going to say? Docker 2 delayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, man. Listen. Tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all. I said, I don't think that that date doesn't make any sense to me. Game was in trouble and delayed and now it's it's, it's coming next quarter. It's like, what? <clears throat> now, I don't know if this is another symptom of Xbox speaking out of turn, Right. We've been here before. The pattern is Xbox talks a really big game in the previous year, and then we get into the new year, and stuff starts quietly getting delayed, and stuff starts quietly getting shuffled to the end of the year. And it's like, why the frick did you even say quarter one? You didn't have to say that. Quit doing that. You don't have to do that. What did I say when I covered Xbox Developer Direct predictions? What did I say? I said, I think a great pattern going forward would be to give us no dates, don't even give us a release window, and just tell us at the Developer Direct, this is what's coming in the next six months. 
and then you can do your Xbox Summer Showcase and do the same thing. And then you show up to the Game Awards and you say, here's everything coming next year. You don't need to do this quarter one, this month, first half of the year. Bro, quit. You don't need to do that. All you do is, you. and again, this could have been Stalker. They might have done it. The pattern seems to be that Microsoft does it. They're like, you're going to get these games in the next 12 months and half of them don't make it. It's like, quit speaking out of turn. Like, just, you don't need to give us dates, quarters, release windows, none of that until you've got a date locked in. Didn't even go to quarter two and went to quarter three. Who knows if it'll make quarter three. And Gothmog, what you just said is exactly why they have to stop doing it. All it does is shake consumer confidence. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be out in September. It'll probably get delayed again. Hilly Hijink says 300 jokers. So, it's 1130. That means it's time for members-only Q&A. And Hilly has thrown down another gauntlet. He said if this doesn't hit 300, he's going to start playing Halo again. If you guys want to keep him from (laughs) reinstalling it, this would have to hit 300. At the very least, I think we should set our sights on 200. If you guys can hit 200, I will owe you 40, but I'll drop a 50 bomb. So if you guys can push this and run this in the next little bit to 200, I'll drop a 50 bomb. I'm going to switch the chat to members only, and we're going to do a members only Q&A. This is an AMA about gaming, all right? An AMA about gaming, which, you know, I guess if you have questions about the stupid nonsense on the Twitterverse, I'll make that decision. I'll cross that bridge when I see the questions. But now is a great time to gift members and give a bunch of people watching the opportunity to sample some members-only content. You could submit questions with the Q&A. You can get into the Discord. Uh, You can do all of those things. So. That's not how this works. Hilly can't just issue new ultimatums. (laughs) I mean, Zubair. He is British. So. Par for the course. (laughs) Par for the course, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> oh god <laughs> Hilly says objection <laughs> uh, you know that whole taxation without representation thing you know <laughs> uh. hmm. what's happening on twitter I will do my absolute best to give you guys the, the two the too long didn't read, okay? If they have a question about Twitter, I'd say put it in the Ask Lono in Discord. I will just tell you what happened, all right? We ran with the story yesterday, and we also then posted a short video on Twitter indicating that we had heard from sources that Starfield would be coming to PlayStation 5. There was an organization that took issue with this because they assumed that when I said sources, I meant I have sources at the company, which I did not claim. I have sources that have been reliable and correct in the past, both independently saying this and they don't know each other. I thought that's worth mentioning. We were going to do the Starfield coming to PS5 show 
anyway. We were going to do that show anyway. I merely added this in because as we were sketching out the show, this was relayed to me. There was even a third source that hasn't been as as necessarily reliable, but they've been somewhat reliable. And even this third source said the same thing. So they took issue with this. And they reach out to their contacts at Bethesda. And that Bethesda person says he's not big enough to have a contact here. Apparently your channel size is the only way you get contacts at companies. Seemingly both of these people are happy twins in ignorance because that's not the way the industry works. Plenty of people have contacts at companies and they're not very big or they're not even content creators. We've seen plenty of leakers and people putting stuff on Twitter and Reddit and Reset Era and they have contacts and they're not some big content creator. So these people are, you know, they make a happy pairing. They're both very ignorant about how the industry works. But also... He used this to say Reforge Gaming is a liar. And it's like, I'm, I'm not a liar. All I did to you was say, I heard from sources this was happening. This individual made the fatal mistake of presumption and assumption. They presumed and assumed that I was claiming to have a contact at the company and they got a contact at the company to say, no, he doesn't have a contact at the company. So all he managed to do was prove false something I never claimed. I never claimed I had a contact, and so he's running with that all day yesterday. You're a liar. You're spreading misinformation. We're fact-checking you. First and foremost, you're not fact-checking me because their source said nothing concrete about whether or not Starfield would come to PS5. All his source said was he doesn't have a contact at the company. And said that it was pure speculation. Now, is that a denial? Is that a refutation? No, it's not. But he ran with it all day long. So much so, to the point that another individual decided to retweet it and say, well, who's this Reforged Gaming guy? And Jez Corden was good to point out, hey man, that organization is not exactly trustworthy, right? There are people that don't even like me that are pointing this out. They're like, listen, man, I don't really like Reforge Gaming, but this organization's kind of illegitimate. And the way they behave on Twitter is kind of ridiculous. Because all I did the whole time was maintain my position. I was like, you don't seem to understand how this industry works, brother. You can have sources that aren't at the company. You can have sources even though you're not a big YouTuber. That is not the way this industry works. There are plenty of people that know things because they know a guy. Or they know a guy at a marketing firm. Or they're in a YouTube employee. And then people started looking into the organization and the people that run that organization and write for that organization illegitimate yes even even Alex was good to correct the record and he was like no that clip was edited so all they did yesterday was say things about me that were false and somebody that really struggles with due diligence and research and fact finding was happy to signal boost it because this individual doesn't have journalistic integrity and they'll just run with something because hurting me harming me and getting clicks is a lot easier than taking the time to do due diligence and research something. The pattern fits. The shoe fits. Not much has changed in four years. So, that's what happened. 
So, booted up today, did my show, you guys turned out in force, and again to reiterate, this right here I think sends a loud and clear message, that they're impotent, and if we continue to do this, we'll likely continue to get attacked, but I didn't lie, I didn't do, I didn't do anything that that everybody else already does. Everybody does this. Everybody says, I have a source. I heard. Reports have come in that this is happening. Everybody does it. That's why nobody's really backing this organization, except for one person who, had they taken five seconds to research, they'd have been like, I'm not going to signal boost this organization. They're illegitimate. Nobody's backing that group, by the way. Don't you know that Zenimax keeps a master list of all the secret YouTuber sources? They safeguard that list with multiple levels of security because if it gets out into the open, it'll be sold to the highest bidder. Lives are at stake. That organization also indicated that if Microsoft and Xbox were going third party, they would have told the press. And I'm like... What? They wouldn't have told the press. Why would they tell you their plans? Like, they're going to come run to your little ridiculous outfit and be like, hey, just so you know, (laughs) massive strategy change. We're going to slowly act as more of a third-party publisher over the next couple years, and we wanted you to know, because you're clearly professional. A gifted member from DK Beggar. Come on, guys, don't leave DK Beggar hanging. He pushes it to 166. Make me make me drop this this fifty bomb on chat. Siege master with a VIP twenty five months. Truth is resilient. Iron hands with fourteen months says not to derail the show, but is there interest for you to talk about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink? I'm excited about it, and I think it might make waves. Thanks. Probably not my cup of tea. I was actually thinking about maybe playing it with my wife, but I don't know. All right, let me go to the Q and A and see if I want to answer. Parasito says, why are you such a pony? (laughs) What am I looking forward to the most at the Xbox showcase on Thursday? I'm really hoping we get lengthy gameplay of Hellblade 2 uncut, like raw gameplay, uncut of Hellblade 2 and Avowed as well. Those are the two things I'm looking for. Indiana Jones is a giant mystery. We're hearing like multiple studios worked on it. We're hearing like it's coming this year. I, okay. Same thing I said about Stalker 2. I'm like, I don't know how Indiana Jones could be right around the corner based on the timeline of when the contract was inked. That's not a lot of time to build a game. So we'll see. What feature, if present, in Kill the Justice League would just take the wind out of your sails and make you want to put the game down? Um, Hang on. Siege Master with the 5-bomb. Come on, boys. He took us to 171. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. If we hit 200, I drop a 50 bomb on chat. Let's get this done, chat. Get these people in here. Let them enjoy the uh, the members-only Q&A in the Discord. Um, I can't think of, like, a specific feature other than, like, if they did buy power or, yeah, like, NFTs, something ridiculous. Like, they've got some really interesting features in Kill the Justice League. Like, you can go to the leaderboard or go to your friends list and, like, play with your buddy's build and then the next time he boots up he'll have a bunch of loot I have no idea how that's going to work like imagine being Asmongold and like booting up your game a day or two later and everybody's been playing with your character like how much loot are you going to have like what's it going to do 
Is it going to cap it and be like, you can only come back to like five things or something? Homie Juan Kenobi with 19 months says, thanks for the streams. Thanks for being a member. <coughs> Low Life King with a five bomb takes us to 176. That's the Agent of Chaos to push us past. Now we are on the doorstep of 200. Thank you so, so much for doing that. And then Infinite renews at 19 months in a VIP. Welcome back, Infinite. Um, yeah, so it would have to be something pretty specific for, for me to be like, I'm not playing this game ever. Like, I, I actually think the game, listen, I'm going to continue to say this, okay? Because even, even, even my boy E4 Extreme on Twitter keeps coming at me. He's nice. He's not being mean. He's like, Lono, this game's going to be trash. This game's going to be trash. Like, he firmly believes Kill Justice League is going to be trash. I've never said the game's going to be award winning. I've continued to say, I think it looks fun. I think it's going to surprise people. I think people are going to be surprised that like in six months, that game has commercial momentum and success. I'm not saying it's going to knock the building down. It's not going to be this, oh my gosh, crazy success story, but I think it has way more longevity and potential than like Avengers or Gotham Knights. They've got 20-something months of content planned. I think John Q. Public, I think the average gamer is going to play that game and enjoy it. That's been my prediction. I think we're so dialed in and tuned in. We're like, trash, crap, no. And I think the general public is going to think differently about that game. So. Lono's gotten so good at counting by 25, I'm proud of him. That's right. (laughs) That's right. All right, 24 more members, guys, and I'll drop a 50 bomb on chat. Let's get it. Let me go to some more questions here. I'm glad Xbox didn't put Stalker 2 and its delay on this Thursday. It would have been such a killjoy. Better to eat your medicine early and get it out of the way. I agree with you. Not really a question, but sure, I agree with you. Hadigan says, have you heard the updated rumor Microsoft is back in talks uh, with Square to bring Final Fantasy VII Remake to Xbox? Think any chance it actually lands? I mean, are there games of that size, scope, fidelity, you know, and complexity running on the Series S? That would be my first question. Nerd Mother with a single. Takes us to 177. Many hands make light work, guys. Those singles add up quickly. You don't got to wait for the big member bombs. There we go. See, Stone Spire knows. He knows 178. That's my man right there, dude. That's my man. MTO, welcome back as a member in a gold badge. Haley says 200, not including your bomb, and I install and even play some Halo Infinite. What? No, Hilly. <laughs> I will drop to 200, but chat doesn't hit it that I get it back. Oh, chat saying, Hilly's saying if you don't hit 200, he's going to play again. Um. Uh, shoot, what was the question that I was on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy XVI. Find scale and complexity. I don't know. I just, I feel like some of those fights, there's a lot going on. L- large areas, lots of movement, lots of particle effects, lots of numbers. I think the question's always going to be, can the studio justify the time that it would take? And a five bomb from Alex. He says, I'll take some of that action and takes us to 183. Keep it going. Thank you very much. And a single from Sony Kent. Thank you so much, Sony Kent. That's such a cool name. I love that name. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it always comes down to, should we invest time and money in this? We're going to have to remove features, dumb things down, turn things off. You've got to take the game and not just port it to Xbox. You, you have to port it to the Series S. So let's say they can, because Paul is saying it was a PS4 game remake. It will port fine, right? But it being a PS4 game remake has nothing to do with the fact that when they remade it, they put things in it that could pose a problem to the memory bottleneck of the Series S. Just because it was on the PS4 originally doesn't mean that they're not there aren't things that might cause a problem. And again, it comes down to cost-benefit analysis. Do we want to spend time doing this? Are we going to get a return on this? Final Fantasy on Xbox doesn't feel like a dovetail. The brand alignment there, I just I don't th- I don't think it's there. I am open to being wrong about this. I don't care one way or the other, right? It doesn't matter to me. If you want to put Returnal over there or Final Fantasy over there, I don't care. I always look at it from the business angle. Are they going to justify the work to get this done? Because what's the potential return? Always. That's always the question. Final Fantasy 15 sold like crap on Xbox. Well, didn't Final Fantasy 15 struggle in general with sales? Um, I actually don't know. I don't remember. Shooter Forever says, why doesn't PlayStation and Xbox open their storefront on PC instead of simply publishing their games on Steam? The Xbox store is just connected to Microsoft store instead of being a proper one. Why doesn't PlayStation and Xbox open their storefront on PC instead of simply publishing their games on Steam? The Xbox store is connected to Microsoft store instead of being a proper one. I I don't understand what you mean. So you're saying you don't consider Xbox's storefront to be like a legitimate storefront. Is that what you're saying? Troll Troll with 19 months and a VIP. I'm starting to think you must have done something in a past life, Lono. It's wild how everyone has a hard-on for you and you always given the most uncharitable treatment I've seen. Keep doing what you do. I appreciate that, Trill. I appreciate that. I don't think I've ever seen so much energy thrown at a small YouTuber. Well, if I'm so small... Why are you talking about me so much? (laughs) Do other small YouTubers get this much attention? Do they? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I feel like the bell of the ball. It's like, all right. (laughs) I don't know. Keep talking about me. I don't... (laughs) Whatever. Uh... Forever, I don't think it's important to have a successful, awesome, well-built storefront on PC. I just don't think it's that important. It isn't. Do you want to know why? Epic Game Store. Still not profitable. Still can't cut in. Just, just put it on Steam. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It just isn't necessary. I don't like installing other launchers anywhere. And I'm not even, I'm not even like a Steam purist. I'm not. How many gifted to get community game night? Well, we already did that last week. We already did that last week. I said that if we hit, um, 2750, 
Uh, if we hit 2750 this week, I would have this Friday night be open to all members and Madam would be here. We would just have her off cam so people could hear her kind of burn me up. We're at 2530. You guys could easily do it. You're roughly 20 members away. My 50 bomb is going to put us at 2580. So we only need 16 more members. That's 16 singles. We just need 16 singles, and I'll drop a 50 bomb. You guys are going to let this pass you up, and I'm only going to drop 35. I'm only going to drop 35. Come on, let's push it. We got 10 minutes before we need it. Can you guess which organization on YouTube has 18 subscribers? (laughs) Hilly, you're the best. Um... Uh, John always says, Phil talked about quality uh, title each quarter. What's your prediction for each quarter if they manage to hit the target? Well, Stalker just landed third quarter. I'm hoping Hellblade is fourth quarter. Right? Cardock Ren believes he gives one. Zubair gives one. That's a six. That puts us right on the doorstep. 190 out of 200. A 10 bomb to send it home. And we, I'm, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop that 50 bomb on chat. We're going to get the heck out of here. Siege Master drops a five. It's a tag team effort. And we're now sitting at 195 members on the day. Um, 86 and above. And there it is. MASH does it. 200 members. Do you see how that works? Do you remember that point in the movie... Runaway jury, where someone was like, Do you feel patriotic? Do you feel patriotic? Thank you for the single, Jordan. Taking us to 201. That's Agents of Chaos work. Hilly, once again, Hilly, too slow for Agents of Chaos. <laughs> That's twice today. That's twice today you've been beaten. Here comes a 50 bomb. You guys are the best. There it is. Enjoy. I've heard Indiana Jones is coming out a lot sooner than people think. I think Stalker's third quarter. I think Hellblade 2's fourth quarter. First and second quarter are a toss-up. Because you got a vowed... You got, apparently, Indiana Jones. Like, I just don't know. That means first and second quarter is one of those. I, I don't I don't know. I don't have a good guess. I don't have a good guess. Because second quarter, Indiana Jones. What, and then a vowed first quarter? We're only at 196 before your bomb. My math isn't adding up. No, because Zubair and Cardock Ren took it to 190. Siege was a single. Mash was a five. Oh, you're right. We were only at 196. I miscalculated. Right? Cardock Ren and Zuby took it to 190. Siege and Mash took it to 196. Oh, yeah, we're at 198. That's you are correct. You are correct. I I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. That's fine. That's fine. Get two more. Let's get two more singles. Um. 
My bad. <laughs> I was so anxious to drop the 50 bomb. <laughs> you know? I was so anxious to drop that 50 bomb. Everyone give the memberships back. <laughs> yeah, I need all 50 of those back. We jumped the gun. Put them back in the bottle. There it is. Mash says, who the frick cares? There it is. 203, you the man, Mash. Mash, you have been so generous to the channel lately, dude. Seriously. Seriously. Cardock Ren says, one for the road, 204. You the absolute best, dude. And a single from Siege takes it to 205. Well, now you guys are really tempting it. That's a 20-bomb drop from a 225. I'd have to owe you some more if you did it. We'll see if anybody's if anybody's that bold. We shall see. We shall see. Siege Master inadvertently setting up a layup for a 20-bomb. All right, let me get this set. All right, that's set. We don't need that. And in six minutes, I have a... uh, 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 I have a video about Shadow of the Erdtree, the Elden Ring DLC. We have it on pretty good authority based on everything that we're seeing. This thing's coming in February, and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through how we know that in this premiere. All right, that is set for today, and then let's set redirect here. There we go. Who says it was inadvertent? <laughs> Smart man. What are the sources? <laughs> Who are your sources? This guy. He doesn't know anybody at Bandai Namco. He doesn't know anybody at FromSoft. He doesn't have any sources. Well, your mom called me last night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are at 26 hundred members if we can get to 2750 i'll let everybody come to a friday night madam stream we'll just we'll just have her off cam that's just a standard we're going to put in place right friday nights with madam is for paying memberships only but we'll let gifteds come along if we hit 2750 before friday so in about five minutes we're going to go to a premiere about the elden ring dlc and I appreciate you guys' massive support today. I really, really do. Um, they uh, they haven't seemed to learn that the more they attack, the uh, the more we just dig in and rise above. So, can we get her a lapel mic already? She always leans away from the microphone when she says the meanest stuff. <laughs> You wanted to have a Britney mic, huh? So she can just be like, you know, moving around, leaning back, relaxing, and just eviscerating me. You think foam stars and hell divers dropping around the same time will cannibalize each other? Uh, I actually think it's a really stupid idea. If I'm honest, I I don't know what they're doing. I'm be, I'm serious. I don't know who's in charge, but that's that's a freaking weird choice if I've ever seen one. 
unless somebody somewhere was like full court press this is a great place to play you know online shooters with friends I don't know it's it's such a weird strategy when I saw that this morning that was the first thing I thought I was like why are you doing that right before hell divers like what right Zinthos that's where my mind was like maybe because they're completely different audiences they're like full court press we're a great platform for multiplayer games. We got Cutie Pie Anime Splatoon, and we got Kill Aliens with your brothers. Like, I I don't know. It might be a brilliant strategy. It, you know? I think we get a stay to play on February the 1st, by the way. Yeah, guys, we didn't really ask for this. Make sure and smash that like button. Let's get to 300 likes. In about three minutes, we are going to go over to this premiere about Elden Ring. And indulge me just a second. I didn't get to talk about the coffee today either. If you guys are a coffee drinker and you've never tried Reforge Roast, go over to ReforgeRoast.com. We have three flavors right now. Flavor profiles are available on the site if you're interested. All of our coffee features balanced or low acidity. The Frickmas Blend will not be available after the end of January. We've made that choice, so get those orders in right now. If you want to buy all three flavors, you do save a little bit of money doing the triple threat or the best of both worlds is our light roast and our dark roast. So that's a great way to support what I do every day, especially if you're already a coffee drinker. You're already buying coffee. My wife and kiddos bag this up and ship it to you with thank you notes. This is not a sponsor. This is mine. I own this. It's in my house right now. And you're basically supporting a small business. And my kids, they love it. They, they make you little pictures and stuff. So if you're already a coffee drinker, you know, or you know someone that's a coffee drinker, check out reforgeroast.com. And if you're like, well, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I like t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and other things, you can go to reforgegaming.net. It's it's not a .com. Reforgegaming.net, and you can get Reforge Gaming merch. So those are other ways to support. So I am going to put a link in the chat for the video that we're going to right now about the Elden Ring DLC. I will see you guys over there. Thank you for an absolutely massive day. And uh, if you're at the $6 member or higher, you can come to the writer's room. That's after the Elden Ring DLC. So consider upgrading. I'm sure it will get saucy. So thank you guys so much for the support, and I'll see you over there at the premiere.